Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Alexandra Hudson. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 65 of Mixtape and Identity, and I'm joined by Alexandra Hudson. Alexandra is a comedian based out of Brisbane. Uh, I've been hearing an, an awful lot of good things about Alexandra for, for quite a while. Uh, she won Raw last year, um, so that really put her on the map, and yeah, she's been doing some, some exceptional things since then. So um, I, I kept hearing her name pop up in conversation, so I was actually very, really, really excited to get her on. This playlist is one of my favorites just in terms of like aligning with my taste uh anderson pack and uh, the beyonce jack white song to to start off with um takes a bit of a, a turn with excitable boy which we'll, we'll talk about uh and then yeah some of the like my genre of music like a bit of rock and roll at the end a bit of motorhead and i'm on the sniffers so yeah i i had a really really good time with this if this is your first time listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to be talking through a collection of songs. They're available in a playlist, and the playlist is in the description of the podcast. It's on Spotify, so you can follow the link there. And yeah, give us a follow on Instagram, so we do all the guest announcements there, any new shows, new playlists, all that good stuff. Uh, clips from the show as well. Loving that recently, so give us a follow on Instagram. I had a really, really good time with this episode, an awful lot of fun. Not much more to say about it, we'll jump right in. This is episode 65 of Mixtape Identity with Alexander Hudson. So how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? Every day, all the time, yeah. Yeah, okay, just yeah. constantly? Oh, just constantly. Like sometimes I might go like a few hours, but if I'm just at home, I generally have music on. And then if I'm in the car, I'm only ever listening to music. Like I never listen to podcasts. Um, and I drive a lot. Okay. Um, for comedy. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And do you try to find new music, or do you tend to go back to old familiar? Um. Yeah. If I'm if I'm at home by myself. Like if I'm at home, I'll tend to look for new music. But if I'm in the car, I just want to listen to like music that I'm vibing or music that I've loved previously. Or yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I got you. I think the uh, the the car vibe is very specific. I think yeah. Like for for me, it has to be something that I I know I'm going to enjoy. I know I'm going to be into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because apart from anything else, you don't want to like you don't have to like sit and skip a song. I do though, and I go back and I'll play a song over and over again sometimes because I'm like, oh, that song's a banger, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I want to listen to it three times. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> but it's only ever me in the car, so I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, that's all good. Okay, great. Well, look, we'll we'll dive into the playlist then. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So you went for "Come Down" yes. by Anderson Pack. Yes, because I love. Anderson Pack like so much and I think mm. my friend one, someone introduced him to me and then I just became obsessed and right. yeah so and that's just a song oh just when I listen to it uh, it's, he's just such a vibe everything he does is so fucking cool yeah and I'm just yeah yeah into it so 
um yeah come down I was obsessed with that whole whole record for like and me and my housemates we all lived in a share house together in Byron mm-hmm. and that was like everyone was vibing it he came to Splendor oh sorry Falls Festival one year and did New Year's and like we I saw him at some shitty Brisbane festival called Listen Out once and I'm just right. like obsessed with Anderson Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not um it's not a genre that I know a huge amount about, but I've th- this song actually has been on a playlist before and this but I've had a couple of Anderson Park songs. Um and every time I've just been completely obsessed. Like I Yeah. I I don't know enough about hip hop to like dissect it, but it's incredibly fun. Like the 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 um the bass in the song is is so good and yeah I, I could probably listen to the song obsessively for weeks and not get sick of it it makes me want to like as we're talking about it i'm like i want to listen to it right now yeah i know what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah it's a really fun vibe though yeah honestly. yeah <laughs> and i mean i yeah. just like i i i he, like in his lyrics he tells stories about his life and just things and um mm. there's just so like the band the free national who are his band like i'm obsessed with them as well right. um i just yeah this this will take like anderson pack would take me from being sad or whatever or being like really whatever to feeling happy and like oh okay i'm good again i'm like yes i've like leveled back out yeah 100 um all right, cool. Uh, song two, then, is the song that took you a while. Yeah. So here you go for Don't Hurt Yourself. Yes. By Beyonce featuring Jack White. Um, The reason why it took me a while is because I wasn't really a Beyonce fan. I was, yeah, sure. I didn't really understand her. Right. And then, like, Jack White is one of my all-time favorite artists. Right. So I was like, why is Jack White on <laughs> uh, Beyonce's track? And then... My two best friends I was living with were obsessed with her. Right. And so I remember we had to, when Lemonade came out, we all sat in the lounge room and watched the record, like watched it. Because I think it was, there was a whole like visual like release of it. And I have since become obsessed. Yeah. Again, like I love, now I'm like, oh, whoa, I've been sleeping on Beyonce. So I just, Again, like she's become someone who's like, yeah, become one of my like main artists that I love to listen to, and I love, I just love this collaboration. I love everything Jack White does. Mm. I've loved him since I was in high school. Um, I thought I wanted to marry him once, <laughs> probably still do. Um, yeah, I think he could be a vampire. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like he's so. very pale. Yeah. He's from the Midwest. I'm like, <laughs> what's your vibe? But it's just like, yeah. And then I just love that. I don't know. Cause Beyonce is just such like a mega pop star mm-hmm. and mega like R&B and hip, like, you know, just, and across the board, just like a queen, you know, mm. queen B obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just love the two of them working together. Yeah. Like this guy, he looks like he's never seen sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of an odd person and then he's yeah 
oh but amazing yeah just I love it and I love that whole record and that yeah that's what made me fall in love with Beyonce and I think I just never really yeah paid much attention like not obviously she's such a cultural icon but mm-hmm. yeah in my own life I was just like oh yeah she's cool obviously mm-hmm. but like I don't know yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that was song that was yeah song I was like oh okay yeah this is yeah. a vibe I'm yeah. very, very similar to you. Like my, my story with the song is very, very similar. I actually have this down in my playlist, but in the first category. Yeah. Because as soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, this is my new favorite song. Yeah. Um. But yeah, very similar to you. I the, I said the thing that I think a lot of people say about Beyonce, which is like, I can appreciate her talent and I like her voice, but I don't really like any of her music. Yeah. Um. I don't know if this is a fair characterization or not, but it feels to me like Lemonade was the first record where we got to see a lot more of her personality and her, like, who she is as an artist. Because there was so much anger and vitriol and emotion that went into that album. And, like, you know, I, I'm not uh, I'm not a Beyonce expert, but I didn't get that sense from any of the singles that were put out before. Um, but this entire album is insanely good, and I'm the same as you. Like I'm a massive Jack White fan, so when I got this, when I got this album, because it was only on title initially, yeah. and it took a while for it to come on Spotify. Yeah, and I just wasn't interested enough to go and like seek it out. Um, and then I, I saw the track listing, and I saw there was a song with Jack White, and I thought I like listening to the album in order. So I was like, I'll listen to the album. And then I'll get to the Jack White song and I'll I'll enjoy it then. And I think I got like 30 seconds into the album. I was like, no, I have to listen to the Jack White song now. I'm just like, I can't think about anything else until I, until I hear it. And yeah, it blew my mind. It's yeah. so good. And it's a, it's a Led Zeppelin sample as well. Yeah, right. That's, that's nice. Which I love. Oh man. I just, yeah. Yeah. Like, but then, like, I go back and listen to old Beyonce and, like, Destiny's Child, and I'm like, fuck, they're all bangers. Like, and they're such, like, yeah. there's so many songs that I just know from just being around, you know. She's just omnipresent. She's yeah. always there, you know. She's, like, yeah. So yeah. I think, like, I think I was just sleeping on her, to be honest. Like, I shouldn't, Yeah. It's no, like, I think that's fair. Whoa, it took me Jack White to get into Beyonce, like for fuck's sake. What is that about? Oh my God, the paciest white dude ever makes me listen to like this amazing epic woman. Jesus, what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, just quick one. It's a, it's a um, the, the drum beat is a Led Zeppelin sample. Um, yeah. I found out while, re- while researching this song that Beyonce was introduced to Led Zeppelin by Mike Myers on the really? set of the Austin Powers movie that she was in. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was just listening to music in between scenes and she asked him what, what, he's, what he was listening to and he said Led Zeppelin and she was like, oh, yeah. I've never really listened to them. And then next day she was listening to them and she was into them. It's just an insane, like, like just it. an insane thing from Mike Myers of all people to be the person to introduce <laughs> Beyonce to Led Zeppelin. 
Well, even that's just like such a like, oh, because oh, even remembering like that again, like for me, yeah, Austin Powers was another big like cultural icon, and then to have her in it later down the track, like right. that's it. And I'm like, oh my god, she's a yeah. yeah. Obviously, she's just like an amazing artist, and like, and then, wow, that's really kind of cool. That she, yeah, yeah. Just love yeah, Lemonade. I love that whole record, and I love her. And now I'm gonna go back. Yeah. See, this is what's gonna happen today. I'm actually gonna go and listen to like all <laughs> these songs again, and like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, wow, she's she's amazing. Um, I love her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, song three is a song from your introduction to music. So yes. you went for Excitable Boy by Warren yes. Zevon. So Warren Zevon is someone my dad is obsessed with. Right. Because um, my dad, he's American. He grew mm-hmm. up in Portland, Oregon. And so a lot of my intro to music is through him. And he, yeah, is a big Warren Zevon fan. So I just remember all growing up, we had a few, I grew up in the 90s um, in a country town in New South Wales, but we would just listen to certain CDs that my dad had on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I picked this song because the lyrics are really dark, which we mm-hmm. just didn't even realize that when we were a kid. Sure. Like they're really fucked up. Yeah. And, but I love it because my dad's sort of always been like, he's, he's, he loves like Bruce Springsteen. He's got polit- like, he's interested in politics. He's very like, I don't know, he's a boomer, but he grew up in the, he grew up as a downhill skateboarder in America and like, right. I don't know, all he, he was a grave digger, like he's lived this kind of crazy, just like compared to like the Australian upbringing, so different to what what we've known growing up. And then right. he somehow found himself in country New South Wales, like raising four kids. And so I just think like, this song for me just represents like the kind of person my dad is, the kind of music he liked to show us. And like, I listened to this song as an adult. Yeah. And to me, it kind of speaks to this idea that men, men so easily get away with stuff. And this song gets progressively darker as the song goes on. And it's just like, Oh, he's an excitable boy. So it's always just sort of pushed aside. But, um, but Warren Zevon is just like he wrote so many great songs in the late 70s and he my dad was obsessed with him and I remember my he died of cancer in I think like 2003 and he he went on Letterman I don't know how long before he passed away and he said this thing Letterman asked him about death and what you think about death and mm-hmm you know, as someone with a terminal illness. And he was like, enjoy every sandwich. So now whenever someone passes away, my dad just will say, enjoy every sandwich, you know. And it's like, oh, that's kind of such a simple way of looking at life. And like, you right. never know. Anyway, I've gone down a tangent, but yeah. No, that's good. Um, That's how I, yeah. Enjoy uh, Warren Zevon was, I think, just like such a colorful character. Right. Yeah. Um, 
that's a really beautiful sentiment. I really like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take out that interview. I'll put it in the description of the podcast. But I'm gonna find out after this chat because um, I really like that. And he he's just like really introspective, and he's such an interesting guy. And then he writes really interesting, weird songs that are just bangers. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this song really snuck up on me. Um. I was um. There's a an episode out a few weeks ago. Um. With uh, Meg Yeager, who introduced me to you, um, and she was talking about like she likes country music because you know you get like happy music with really sad lyrics, so you can kind of you can get into the sadness if you want. You can just enjoy the happy music if you want. You can have a bit of a choice there. Um, this is a whole other level with that because it's such a fun boppy song, um, and like just like. Just like in terms of my my process, and I'm listening to these playlists. Like I try to listen to them like six, seven, eight times before we do um, a recording. Yeah. And the first two or three is just to try and get a vibe. So I'll just listen to the songs for what they are. Don't really think too much about what categories they are or like analyzing yeah. lyrics or anything like that. I'll just like I'll just chill out and listen to them. And I was sitting in work um, listening to this, and I was just trying to find out on my phone there the the lyrics, but the the one. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics until I heard um, Annie dug up her grave and built a cage with her bones. Yeah. And I was like, what, what the, what is this song? What, what I've missed so much context to get to the point where he's like, and he dug up her grave and built a cage with her bones. I'm like, what, what happened? How yeah. did we get here? This is just a fun, boppy song about like an excitable boy. Yeah, and then yeah, the next time I was listening to it, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I've missed so much. It's yeah, it's full. <laughs> Which is like for me, this is just a healthy reminder: <laughs> don't let people get away with too much. <laughs> like, don't don't give them too many. <laughs> don't give them too many. Um, because it goes from being yeah, kind of you're like oh yeah, he's harmless, <laughs> and now oh he's murdered someone. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. Um. But he's... But, yeah, nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. Once once he's rubbed the pot roast over yeah. his chest, yeah, like, no, that's I, enough. It served, I think, yeah, yeah, it's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get too carried away, you know. That's I think the vibe I get. No, yeah. but I just, yeah, I wanted to pick a Warren Zevon song, and that that song for me just because, yeah, as a kid. Right. Belting out those lyrics. Like, we have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea what we're saying. Half the time, yeah. my dad wasn't there. Like, he would be off doing something, and we were just in the lounge room blaring all his music. Right. Being like, yeah, wow, we're so cool. <laughs> People would have been like, what the hell are they listening to? Are they okay? Should we call someone? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm glad you picked that one. It was great. Yeah. Um, all right, song four is a song that makes you happy. So you went for Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just about skateboarding. Sure. It's just such a, like, I don't know, man. Ah, man, I just, it's just like, the, he's skateboarding, I think, with a girl he likes. And they're just like go, going around the town or whatever. And I'm just like, kick, push. I just mm-hmm. love, it's just like, I just love doing just stuff like that. It's just like such a nice moment. I think 
<laughs> this is so dumb. But my love language is quality time. So I think I like the idea of just doing like just something so cool with someone. It's mm-hmm. like, and the, it's just a song about skateboarding. Yeah. So that's that's why it just makes me happy. It's always made right. me happy from when I first heard it. I can't remember when I first heard it, but yeah, just about skateboarding. And how can you not love skateboarding? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean that that makes sense. The uh, the the quality time thing because it is like it's a beautiful, simple song in that sense. Like it's just such a chill vibe, but yeah. it's a, it's just about there's there, there's yeah. no metaphor to it. It's literally just about having a nice time with the as you say with the girl he likes and just skating around until yeah. they're told they have to like finding a place, being told they have to move on, moving on to the next place. No plans. Yeah. No agenda. <laughs> Which is just like, don't kill the vibe, hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, yeah, it's a lovely song. I get it. Um, is the skating thing specifically, is that, is like, is there any connection to your, your father there or is that just, just a nice vibe? Um, yeah, well, I, I do think, so I have CP, cerebral palsy, so I can't skate. Sure. And my dad, he, my dad told us stories from when he was growing up about how, what, where they used to skate around Portland. Mm-hmm. And he, he used to sort of skate up until I was in primary school. He stopped because he's got bad knees and it mm-hmm. was kind of funny. And, um, like one time he was skating down the hill in front of our house and this old lady, I think three doors up the road, used to like come out of her her house and yell at us if we were on the footpath with like a billy cart or our bikes or sure. whatever. She'd come out and yell at us and then one day she came out and it was my dad skating down the hill. <laughs> um, so I think I have CP so I can't really skate. So I think just in my I, – I like to – imagine i can know i think and that's what i think i like about this song right it's like oh I, this is something i think i would have done if i could have yeah sure. yeah i get it yeah it's a nice vibe yeah and, and like we grew up in a country town like 400 kilometers from sydney mm-hmm. out west like skating wasn't really a thing we didn't have a skate park no one knew what it was really right. so for her it would have just looked so odd she would have just been like, okay. <laughs> she didn't know what to do. She just went back inside. <laughs> All you can do. She's yeah. like, I'm done. All right. The kids are getting older. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> uh, all right. Then song five is a song that makes you sad. So you've gone for Good News by Mac Miller. Um, so I discovered Mac Miller through Anderson Pack. Sure. And I don't know, it just made me sad. And then all his lyrics are really like meaningful. And I, I really like um song yeah, I, I don't know, this song just like makes me feel a bit like introspective. Mm. And I'm like, well, I think <laughs> I think of him, I'm like, wonder what his life was like. Mm-hmm. Um and I found like I was listening to a lot of Mac Miller during the first lockdown period. Right. And I just walk and listen to the music. And then that's when I started doing comedy. And I'd like listen to, I just listened to like Mac Miller. And for some reason it would like really helped me write 
comedy. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but because I think it just would make me think about stuff, and then I'd just be walking and being like, "Oh yeah, okay." Mm. Not sure, <laughs> but yeah, it ma- it makes me sad. I don't really know why. Um, because I I don't yeah, it just makes me feel a bit sad. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. I, it it definitely. I don't, I sometimes I'm influenced by the category that the song is in. Right, so you know, uh, good news, Mark Miller song makes you sad. I'm like, okay, so this is a, this. There's something sad about this song, so I'm going to get into the sadness of it. Um, yeah, like it is. It's a, it is a song about someone who's like, I think like struggling with fame and everything that comes with it. And yeah, there's that. There's there's a very definite sadness. There's a there's a line in it which is, um, I hate the feeling when you're high, but you're underneath the ceiling got the cards in my hand i hate dealing yeah get everything i need then i'm gone it's that bit there yeah got the cards in my hand i hate dealing i I like the the i think it's a i don't know i feel like it's about like that sort of the responsibility that comes with fame as well like how many people are like reliant on him um how many people he needs to like keep around him and yeah uh yeah, just the the pressure that comes with it as well. It does it feels like a song written by someone who's at breaking point and like um needs a lot to take that pressure off. Um Yeah. So yeah, like it did like it definitely as I say, I think I'm again I might have been slightly influenced by the fact it was in a sad song category, but there there's a there's a very definite sense of melancholy when I was listening to the song. Yeah. Even even the opening, like I spend the whole day in my head. Do a little spring yeah. cleaning. I'm always too busy dreaming. Maybe I should just wake up mm-hmm. instead. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. Because I, I, I'm always in my own head. And, I'm, and I, I think, like, yeah, for me, that just represent Like, it was just like, yeah, like, he does seem to be, um, yeah, struggling with a lot of, like, big stuff. And I think like mm-hmm. that that's this song spoke to me, especially in lockdown, because um I live with only one person and they were working full time mm-hmm. and I was just like on um job keeper and not working from home a little bit. And so I was just like, Well, mm-hmm. I spend all all day in my own head sometimes. Like there'd be days where I barely spoke to people. And I wasn't like having massive right. like social interactions. And I think it just made me mm-hmm. really like, yeah, I don't know. I I don't like these, yeah, just spoke to me and it's kind of like, yeah, just about how, yeah, you, I don't know, like things get so big sometimes and you're like, oh my God, what I just have found in my own life, like through doing comedy and the last three years like my life has changed so much and I'm just like constantly Mm. like sucking in like deep breaths like fuck can I actually do this like am I doing this Mm. is this is this wild like because I went from Mm -hmm. doing nothing creatively to like suddenly I'm like performing in places I didn't think I would and then suddenly I'm going to like Edinburgh and performing there because I won Raw like 
wild shit. I was just like, whoa. And I'm like, I look at a, yeah, a guy like Mac Miller who was like, yeah, stuff, you know, I don't know. I just think I just get sucked into like lyrics and I always want to know about people. Like, I don't know, I find like storytelling through music is just like so fascinating and it's like, oh, I want to know about this artist and it's like there's things we'll never know about Mm. him, you know. It's like and that level of fame and that, oh, yeah, it would be just so wild. Yeah. Yeah, insane. Um, okay, Grant. Song six is a song to relax to. So you went for Dope VHS Master by Desmond Cheese. Yes. Um, so Desmond Cheese are from Brisbane, a median, and mm-hmm. they one of a friend of mine is the cheese in Desmond Cheese. Okay. And he's the ma- he's just a chiller that I know. Um, and then I, they just put out, like, I don't know what their genre of music's called, but whenever I'm just wanting to chill, I always put on Jasmine Cheese. Right. Okay. So. Cool. Um, yeah. That's class. Okay. So are they, Desmond Cheese, are they super, are they very popular or no? I'd say they're like low key popular. Yeah, okay. for sure. Wow. Like they just put out music when they want to and are ready. Right. Okay. But they've built, they've like got a really like big following and they get invited to play gigs and festivals and yeah. And then right, they okay. just kind of do it when they can. Well, not do it when they can. I think like when they, like he just, uh, like I, Maka seems to just have a very relaxed, the like intentional way about his music and so i don't know (laughs) they just seem to like do what they want to do i think which is cool and they're like they've got a good following okay and they get invited to do cool stuff yeah excellent and then they do it if they want to do it i think it's the vibe (laughs) that's quite nice yeah it's good good energy to have um (laughs) cool yeah and is this like the um is this style of music is it is it was that would this be a good summary of what they what they do yeah i think so excellent but you should listen to all their stuff <laughs> honestly i would um and yeah i can totally see why it's a it's a relaxing vibe and um yeah i i i find like w- i really enjoy Um, particularly instrumentals but i really enjoy music where i like this song could have been two minutes long it could have been 15 minutes long and i wouldn't know i could just listen to it for no right a consistent period of time and then yeah basically and it happened every time i listened to this playlist i just sort of like when it was over i was like well okay i'm back I'm back and I'm like, what was i doing (laughs) because it just like it it was just completely (laughs) um but yeah, it, like it's I, the reason I was asking if they're popular is like I felt like I'd heard it before, but I must be I must be thinking of something else. But it's um yeah, I, yeah, no, probably. And they well, they they yeah, I think 
they're just sort of around and they have they they've had a few like really cool little like not little like some really cool opportunities and they've played in like festivals and I think people know them enough that yeah you've probably heard their music before it's it's somehow like through either someone else playing it or just around I guess that's how I yeah makes sense I was just yeah just looking up there so uh 16 and a half million streams on Spotify so that's that's quite a lot (laughs) that's that's quite a bit yeah Um, exactly yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Class. All right. And they're just chillers and they're really fun and they're, yeah, they're creative. Oh, they're just, yeah, I, they're great and I love them. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Song seven is a song yeah. from your preteen years. So you went for One Sweet Day by Mariah yeah. Carey, Boys to Men. Yes. <laughs> so I did like talk to my older sister because I couldn't remember. I have this memory uh-huh. of watching this like I thought it was a documentary of Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to my sister um uh, last week. We hung out and I was like, Do you remember that documentary about Mariah Carey? And she's at like a summer camp and then she's like she's like, Oh yeah, that was the I think it was the fantasy tour of right. Madison Square Garden that Mariah Carey did in like 1995 uh-huh. and so and my sister who's three years older than me um was obsessed with her and taped the whole show on a v on a um tape right and so we just watch it all the time growing up and there's this and it was really difficult for me to like pick one song from this thing because there's so many of her songs that we were obsessed with. Mm-hmm. But then this song, we would just like belt out. And I think it's about someone dying or whatever. And like we had, again, <laughs> like I was in 95, I was eight years old. Right. And I we probably listened to it forever. Yeah. We'll say, and because we were saying like my sister and I were talking, um, because we'd tape things off the TV and mm-hmm. if you're really committed, you'd watch it and tape it and cut out the ads. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cut out the ads. as So you had to like watch watch it and then pause it and restart pause, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just taped it with the ads in. But then we had so many tapes growing up that had one title of something, but then you'd put it in the VCR and it was like a different movie yeah. or a different TV show because someone else had already taped over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my my older sister was like religious about watching, so she watched the 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 live show, the recording, and taped it, cut out all the ads, and then we'd we'd just be obsessed with it. And so it cut between like the live show at Madison Square Garden and like Mariah Carey's just her voice. Oh my God. And she, we Mm. looked, she was like 26 at the time and she's like selling out arenas and she looked beautiful. And then she's cutting between like footage from her, like this summer camp and then, so she had a summer camp for disadvantaged kids called Mariah Camp. 
which right. we were just like, what is that? <laughs> and then she had, um, and then they, and then at, like during all, it would it cut from like, it would go from the live show to this like Camp Mariah and everyone's in love with her. And then boys to men who are like the, the boy group that she performed with all the time. And that, and that's when this song comes on. And so they all come out with her and it's just like, we were just like belting out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just were obsessed with her for like so i don't know probably like the whole of the 90s yeah yeah makes sense um yeah yeah i can see that like like kids don't know what they're singing do they they just belt anything um no and this song is about like i think like a funeral and someone dying and being up in heaven and like we were just like it, but we just love the drama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a very dramatic song. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably another one, Mariah, that I've like said, I've, I I can appreciate her talent and her voice, but without really getting into her music. I think um, I've been jaded maybe slightly by um, All I Want for Christmas is You. So I... Uh, yeah, this movie yeah we'll get into this 1995 fantasy tour. Yeah, I'm on board. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Me and my sister <laughs> watched it last week. Okay. I got a lot of, a lot of research to do. And we were just but, like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, she's just like an icon. We were just yeah. like, wow. And this is, yeah, before All I Wanted for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's... um. Yeah. So. She's obviously got a bit of a reputation now, and it's I, like I'm surprised to hear about Camp Mariah and the whole like the this. Uh, well, well, exact watch it because it's so good, it's so wholesome, and you're like, wow, this is before. But I guess it's that thing of when you become so mega famous, yeah, you know, suddenly like fans probably go from being really great to almost fanatical, right? As sure. well, yeah, like there's obviously a dark to like mega stardom mm. so yeah. I think this was just like peak Mariah and she was just such a selfless person but also just her voice was like insane mm. it was oh, man, yeah real. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think she just represents everything that's cool about the 90s and the style and like mm. yeah yeah effortless yeah um, I all right. Song eight is a cover, so you went for Smoko, yeah, by Wet Leg. Yes, I chose this song because I like the idea of Smoko being universal. Mm. And this, the original is such like an iconic, like it's such a quintessentially Australian, you know, the whole Centrelink thing. Yeah. Um. All that being on hold to Centrelink and all that stuff. And I, I just love, yeah, that a band from the UK will cover this and not even know what Centrelink is. But even that, <laughs> it's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. That feeling is just universal. I think I, yeah. yeah, don't hassle people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good message. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great cover. I I didn't know 
Smoko. Um, so, uh, mission accomplished in that sense. Uh, trying to get the the wider audience. Um, yeah. So yeah, and because the the wet leg cover isn't on Spotify, I've been listening to the chats original version quite a bit. Oh, sick. Um, and then going back to the wet leg. Um, it's awesome. It's so yeah. good. It's, it's yeah. such a great song. Um, yeah. And I really like the wet leg cover as well because um, so my my wife was at um, she went to see uh, Harry Styles. And Wet Leg were one of the support acts. And she came back, like, obsessed. Um, Had a great time with the show, but, like, Wet Leg, she hadn't really listened to them before. And she was like, this yeah. such a great band. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Yeah. And she sent, me, she sent me some of their songs, and I was like, yeah, all right, I get it. Like, they're they're cool, but I'm not yeah. really feeling it. And then I after I watched this video of them doing Smoko in the live line or the not the live lounge on the like a version yeah um, i was like yeah i i think i get it now um i think you need to like see them to fully appreciate them but like totally. they're really fucking cool and uh i like just just something about their energy that comes through in person or in video that just yeah it didn't get straight away when it was just totally. listening to their music but yeah. I'm, a, I'm a i'm a wet leg fan now as a, as a result <laughs> Um, Yay! But yeah, the the song is like so much fun. Um, yeah, Justin Hawkins uh, from the Darkness. He's done a he's done a video on Smoko as well, like on his really? uh, YouTube channel. I'm gonna um, have to look that up. Yeah, and he I again, love the Darkness. He loved it as well. Like so, he was so he was playing along with it, and he was talking about like the uh, the lyrics and stuff, and like he's very like analytical about the the structure of the song and like the um the lyrical content and stuff and he absolutely loved it it's yeah it's such a good song it's so much fun it's so much fun and i think like even though it's like it's so australian but it's so universal yeah 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 it's it, yeah it is it is <laughs> extremely australian the um the just calling a smoke break a smoke um itself is um quintessentially australian but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the concept of being in in a place of employment and saying I'm on my break, fuck off, is uh, yeah, international, universal. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Excellent. Uh, all right. Song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you went for "Born in the USA" by Bruce Springsteen. I picked this song because I just sang it in karaoke. Oh, great. <laughs> and I don't do karaoke ever. <laughs> right, okay. Fair enough. Um, but again, it's a song that my dad introduced us to Bruce Springsteen mm. as as kids and yep. I love him. And this song's like, yeah, I, to be honest, yeah, I picked this song because I only did karaoke for the first time since, like, I was a kid, like, three weeks ago. And this mm-hmm. is a song, one of the songs I sang there. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is sick. Right. Because I'm not, I am awful, like, even at karaoke, and I know you're meant to be bad, but I just am not good with timing or, like, rhythm. Like, I have no rhythm. I have no timing. I'm, like, yeah, sure. tone deaf, everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I knew this song 
So I was like, okay, this is the one. But right. I love, yeah, because we, where I grew up, we had a Chinese restaurant called the Hong Kong Chinese Restaurant, mm-hmm. um, which is every country town. We had two Chinese restaurants. The other one was in an Irish pub called the Shamrock. And yeah, but the Hong Kong Chinese restaurant is like all red, red and gold decor. Right. And we'd always, every birthday when you were like up until like probably 16, you'd go there mm-hmm. with your friends to have, to do, have Chinese food, fried ice cream, and then do karaoke. Right. So. Excellent. That's as like culturally diverse as my town got <laughs> growing up. Oh, we had good. like seven pubs. um and only two chinese two chinese restaurants and that was it (laughs) right okay all right good (laughs) um yeah look i think born in the usa is a good choice for the for being less confident in karaoke because i'm not i wouldn't be the most confident singer so there's an element for me of picking like strategic choices with karaoke songs where i need something where i it's something you can belt without necessarily having a great voice and something that the crowd is going to be on board with. So they'll carry yeah. you through a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's a good, it's a, it's a good choice for that for sure. Yeah. It worked. It worked. That's the main thing. So, yeah. I was like too ambitious at the start with um, Avril Lavigne, but then, okay. Yeah. Born in the <laughs> USA. I was like, let's go. Did its job. <laughs> Never have to do it again. Tick. Yeah. Job done. Yeah. Tick. Job done. <laughs> Let's move on. So, um, all right. Song ten is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you went for "On Top" by Flume and T-shirt. Yes. So this was oh, what year? I don't know. I was twenty-five. I it was my twenty fifth birthday. I was living in Byron with a bunch heaps of my friends, mm-hmm. and Flume was playing at a pub in in Byron the whole day. It was was a thing that started at midday and went till eleven at night or ten at night on a Sunday. Right, and it was like fifteen dollar tickets. It was I think two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, or 2012. And I think this is around the time where he started to blow up, but he was playing at this random thing. The tickets were $15. I had gone skydiving the morning of the day because it was my birthday. Right. And after me and my friends, we'd landed on the ground at skydiving me and my friend were running towards each other and we fell on the ground and her knee hit me in the face and it chipped my front tooth. Jesus. <laughs> so then I had to go to this. It was my birthday and I remember my parents were overseas visiting my dad's family uh-huh. and my auntie had called me to say happy birthday to me and they were going to ask me about skydiving and everything Mm -hmm. and 
my aunties there like oh your parents are really upset that you've done this and I, I was like what can I do <laughs> it was like my birthday the day my health insurance had expired under my parents plan when you turn 25 you're no longer eligible <laughs> to be in there like dent like in their health care plan right and so I was like um it was my birthday and then my auntie's freaking out and then my dad's like don't worry it's gonna be chill but then I had to go to this event yeah this music this like party thing at this place called the Buddha bar Mm -hmm. and it was just lit and everyone was just drinking from like midday till 11 and I was just getting around. Everyone was calling me chipper. Um, <laughs> it was like the best day of my life. <laughs> and it was really fun. So that's mm. that's a song for that time. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I really like the song. I think it's... Um, I was I was very happy to hear it in this category. Because I think even without having, like, I never heard it before, but it feels like a very nostalgic song. It feels like, it feels like the song you'd use for like a montage of that evening. Yeah. As well. And it it just even conveyed like that period, like living in Byron, all these great artists would just come through town and they'd be like $15. It'd be like all day drinking in the sunshine it was over summer Mm -hmm. um it was just like we were all like at uni finish like you know just having the most fun we've had really like we just had like you know you're like you just we didn't care about anything we just like I was living with my best friends and we just go every weekend well, we were out going to some live music thing mm-hmm. and then every, like, even just through the week, there was always stuff happening in Byron and, yeah, this this day even, it got so chaotic that they had to stop doing it because people were just <laughs> climbing over fences to get in, like, because right. <laughs> they'd always just get artists. They had, like, flume play and then they'd get um who else like other big electronic artists like Rufus um who else oh just like big kind of electronic mm-hmm. but anyway it was just like the most fun time ever and it was just always just there were so many bands over the last like I've lived in the northern rivers for like 13 years and just seen so much live music just randomly because I've come through Byron because Byron's just such like a Mm-hmm. like people want to come here so it was just like the bands that the bands and artists that we got to see over the last like 10 to 15 years have been just like epic right um so that's what that 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 song kind of represents that whole time of my life um, which is sick okay excellent uh, all right, song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person. So you went for Dance by Motorhead. Yes. This person has just been in and out of my life for the last, like, I want to say, yeah, 10 years. 
mm-hmm. and they are obsessed with Lemmy and right. um, Motorhead. Uh-huh. And the, so anytime, and I didn't really know, but he, yeah, they just love them and would talk about them, obsessed with them, listen to them all the time. And this person became like such an important person at different points of my life and they always drop in and out of my life. Um, but it's like a kind of friendship that I've had, yeah, for the last at least 10 years. And then they will just completely drop off the radar and then they'll reappear and, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> that's that's Motorhead and that's this song and just Motorhead generally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. I, re- I really love this song. I, I realised that I'm somewhat of a hypocrite when I was listening to this song because... Like so, this like I love this genre. I I love rock. Um, that would be like yeah. If if you ask me to narrow it down, that's like the the one uh, genre that I can always get on board with. Um, and then on the other hand, I have said for a long time that the two things that I cannot stand in music are songs about if a song mentions turning the music up in the song i'm i'm off i like i'm out straight away and if a song is only about dancing to that song again i'm out. i th- i just i think that's so lazy but then i heard this song and i was like yes i love this i love everything about this like I, it's a song about dancing fine i don't care i just like it yeah yeah <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> and it just makes me think of this person and I'm like, what are they up to now? Where mm. are they at? And then I'll hear from them and then I'll be like, oh, sick. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, all right. Song 12 is a song that motivates you. So you went for Don't Fence Me In yes. by Amel and the Sniffers. Yes. So Amel and the Sniffers, I listen to them probably 98% of the time before my gigs. Okay. To just really like motivate me and mm-hmm. like, oh, I just love everything about them and Amy. And again, I saw them, oh, I don't know how long ago they p- played in Byron. And then I've sort of been following them ever since. But this song, I think, just like conveys everything I feel about myself and yeah. like how I, even how I think about my comedy. And mm-hmm. it's just such like, Fuck, it's she's just like an energizer bunny of energy, the lead yeah. singer, and they're all just fucking mad. I'm like, I wish I could be friends with them, but <laughs> they're probably way too fucking epic that I just be like, oh, I'm too scared to even talk to you. But, <laughs> um, yeah, hmm. so that's yeah. the vibe, yeah, absolutely. This is the second i think only the second animal the sniffer song i've had on the show and the first was gacked on anger yes which, yeah which made me very feel very old or just very northern hemisphere because i had no idea what gacked meant <laughs> but um i really really like this song i, I really like it i like the um uh so my body's just a body my name's just a name that line i think i just just yeah it, it it could apply to so many different things. Um and 
yeah, I just thought it's it's just uh, it's just epic. It, it, like there's so much like anger to it, so much vitriol. Um, yeah, so much like like fuck you to whoever. I don't know who it is, but yeah, fuck that and person. Who, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a cripple, right. so I I like I think I'm like yeah, fuck exactly. Just mm. don't fuck. I I feel like I've spent my whole life being like what. Why do people care? So, like, I think my whole, like, what I've realized, my whole, my whole kind of um, energy now in my life is like, whoa, people just hassle you. Like, I got hassled constantly as a kid growing up as a cripple. Just mm-hmm. like people won't, people are so bothered by like, and when I say people, I just mean like, people don't know what to do with disability and if you're different and like, doctors people on the street like physios or all these kind of people will just constantly tell you like oh this is what's wrong with you and this this is what we have to do for you to like make you kind of fit within this kind of whatever this thing we're doing on the you know whatever this society shit we've built yeah and I think like this song for me speaks to that experience of like being like, no, I am just me and just leave me alone and let me be me and Mm. don't put parameters around me because if you do, I'll get really fucking angry (laughs) and I'll make you regret that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, just leave me alone. Hey, actually, I think I like, I'm like, I probably would have been fine. And, but now I'm going to hassle you and hassle (laughs) people (laughs) for just the fuckery they, how they treat people with disabilities. I'm just like, all right, well, now I'm going to come for you. So you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. In a, yeah, in a hopefully funny, mostly funny way. (laughs) (laughs) It's the dream, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of circling around it, but like I've, I've, I've definitely, I've heard similar kind of messages from people who have disabilities, um, of this sort of this, I don't know if anger is the right word, but maybe more exhaustion of being defined by it in society. Yeah. And I think defined by it in a negative way. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll I'm I'm proudly a cripple, you know. Like I'm like, yeah, I am different. Yeah, things don't. My brain is definitely weird and broken, mm-hmm. but not also not. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it, but it's not all I am, you know. Like, but it's just like, whoa, people won't let up about this thing. Hey, they're obsessed. Like just chill, actually. We're we're fine. Stop <laughs> telling us we're gonna die young and like, oh, our lives are gonna be shit. It's like, mm, I'm pretty stoked, actually. Weirdly, yeah. yeah absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah, don't fence me in is a a pretty powerful summary of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that a lot. Um, yeah. cool. All right. Song 13 is a song someone introduced you to. So you went for yes. 1901 by Phoenix. Yes, this is my friend in high school who he, I, I don't know, he was a person like we were, um, yeah, I don't, he just would introduce me to like 
he and his sister were like listening to Triple J before everyone else was listening to Triple J in our country town. And then through them, we started listening to Triple J and every year we'd have hottest 100 parties from mm. like high school days. And, and yeah, this is just a song that um, my friend James from, who was always sort of giving me song recommendations from like high school mm-hmm. to probably now. Right. Okay. Um, so this is just like one song that I could remember that I was like, yeah, these guys are a vibe. Hell yeah. yeah. French indie pop band from, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fun song. I, I really like this. I, um, I recognized it from, there's a, there's a sitcom in the UK. I don't know if, I don't know if it, um, made its way to Australia, but it's called Friday Night Dinner. Um, she's, oh, uh, Simon Bird, who's, um, he was Will in the Inbetweeners. Oh, I have seen this. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And this, uh, 1901 is the song that it, it, it's used in like the scene changes in that, yes. in that show. So I recognize it from that, but yeah, I'm always like, I'm still in awe of people who know about songs before they're on TV shows. There's still like, it's still like magic to me. It's like, and obviously that happens all the time. Everyone knows songs yeah. before they're on the TV shows. But if yeah. I hear, if I know a song from a TV show and someone has already heard it and already knows the song, I'm like, they're so cool. Like, I cannot yeah. get my head around that. Well, James is cool, not me, just to be clear. <laughs> I mean, still. I can attribute, like, lots of music, even the White Stripes. He loves the White Stripes. And I was right. just like, these guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> but they are weird. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. They are weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, because I'd already put a White Stripe, uh, like a Jack White song. I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't put a White Stripe song. But mm. so I chose this song because it was like the next song I remember. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Just like, yeah. Is it, um, I, I'd, I've not had a chance to speak to an Australian about um, uh, Jack White at length, but um, is it the, Provocateurs, is that what they called their saboteurs? Saboteurs, that's the one. Yeah. 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 It's the raconteurs in the rest oh, of the Oh yeah, the raconteurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was yeah. all I think there's already a raconteurs in Australia, so they're yeah. raconteurs until they get to Australia and then they're saboteurs. They're saboteurs. Yeah, 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 that's right. I'd say that's one of my favorite bands, the raconteurs. Yeah. I went and saw them in yeah, um, in Berlin and they did one of those, uh, I think quite a few artists are doing it now, but they did one of those like phone free shows where you have to like, you have to, there's like a pouch that you put your phone into. Ah, uh, yeah. I've and they'll familiar. seal it with like a, it's like one of those things you get in retail, that, um, like the magnetic pin that only they can open. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. I, like, obviously, like, I go in and I'm like, no, I need my phone. Please don't take my phone from me. Um, but yeah, during the show, I was like, actually, this is, this is so much better. I had so many moments where I was like, I instinctively just want to take out my phone and video, like what was going on. And then I thought, well, I can't do that. And then I thought, why would I want to do that? I never watch those videos back. (laughs) You never watch the videos. That's so funny too, because I saw them, um, at Blues Fest. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I think like 
um oh it must have been a couple of years before the pandemic mm-hmm. yeah and like similar thing I like I I filmed like a couple of videos and it's like oh yeah you do get like what is the obsession with like filming it yeah and then like you never really watch it back ever again but like in the moment you're just like i want to remember this forever (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's it's like fuck if you just enjoy the moment i think definitely like not not having an option to like film your film their set i think Mm. that's so sick actually yeah no i really liked it yeah yeah it just makes you so present and you're like oh this is yeah you can oh yeah yeah anyway it was good yeah oh that's amazing and it's only really in the last few years that phones are capable of taking halfway decent pictures of like concerts yeah exactly before it's just like all you're getting is just like a lot of like light pollution in your camera (laughs) that's all you can see and like it's you you look at i look at old photos that i've taken at concerts i'm like no clue no clue who that is (laughs) what that show was (laughs) Like it's just a it's just lights and some blokes. I <laughs> not a notion. Exactly. You're like, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. I used to try to keep all the like ticket stubs. Oh, same. Yeah. But yeah. like, even I've got a, I've got some of them in a box, and they've just deteriorated. So I'm like, mm, don't even remember who they are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And now you, yeah. Now you don't really get ticket stubs anymore so i'm like oh well mm-hmm. yeah i i ruined one because i i thought i basically sort of got a, a little bit ahead of the game where i had all these like uh, old tickets and i thought i'm not i'm probably not going to keep them but it'd be nice to have them like digitally stored so i'll scan them and then i'll keep them somewhere yeah. but do you know like those old tickets had like it was like an anti-photocopying ink where really yeah so i scanned it and then it like it the ticket work. it came out completely black the, oh. the whole ticket was black because the that oh. ink just bleeds when it's exposed to whatever's in a in a, in a photocopier yeah um, wow well that makes sense in yeah. in terms of like <laughs> because imagine how many people just photocopy yeah especially back you know when there was no electronic processing of like yeah it's it's such an odd like so specific in time like it's such a clever technology but only for that particular period of time like that's not something that could last at all now because now you just take a picture of it with your phone and you get the same thing but like that technology so that you couldn't photocopy and then reprint a ticket yeah it's just it's a yeah very weird one it's it's weird to think of like how technology has evolved and like mm-hmm. it's like well they 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 would in, yeah that existed so they couldn't like scalp tickets and yeah or you know give them to your friends or whatever but yeah. now it's like that doesn't even it's like no it's just qr codes something now it just doesn't exist it doesn't matter yeah. it's not important it's yeah. like obsolete yeah absolutely nothing's permanent <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. What a lovely message for the show. Uh, all right, song 14 <laughs> is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you've gone for Dead Fox by Courtney Barnett. Yeah, because I really hate talky, singy, <laughs> Australian accenty. Right. Things, but then lyrically, oh mm. my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, I, so Courtney Barnett, just someone who, like, I was like, oh, I want to hate this because I just hate, <laughs> I don't get the talky, singy thing. Yeah. And it sometimes infuriates me, but then it's like, oh, lyrically, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is actually sick. Yeah. And again, it's so dry and like mm-hmm. kind of depressing. Yes. <laughs> what this yeah. song is about. Yeah, it definitely um, has that element to it. Yeah. But I also just, I love the Im- imagery of this song too um, because, and because I remember like, so I grew up near uh, like the Hume Highway. I don't know if you know the Hume Highway, but I used to we used to like go to Sydney or Melbourne on the Hume Highway mm-hmm. a lot and it would just be littered with dead kangaroos basically right sure yeah and so I just like when I heard this song I was like wow what's she talking about <laughs> and then it's like oh wow it's actually a really heavy kind of dark song about how we do things mm-hmm. and who we are as a people and like oh god yeah yeah, it's intense. It's yeah. the um, it's the third Courtney Barnett song I've had on the show. Um, so the the one previous to this was um Anonymous Club, which is a really gorgeous, like probably more singy song. Yeah, this sort of talk singy vibe. Um, but a beautiful song, and I really really love that song. Um, and then the one previous, the one before that was Avon Gardner. Oh, which, yes. Um, which I think I had a, like a really similar kind of reaction to um, to what you were saying, which is like initially I was like, I'm not sure I'm on board with this. I don't really yeah. like the vibe. And then it was the lyrics that won me round because like it's so yeah. clever, so tightly written. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting and introspective and yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, have another song with a very similar energy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a real treat. Like, it's it's yeah. uh, it's fascinating. And this is, you know, I said earlier, like, I, I listen to the songs without really analysing them and without really thinking too much about the lyrical content. I can't really do that with Courtney Barnett now. Like, when, no, when I come across right. her songs, it's like, and I have to pay attention to what she's saying because yeah. what she's saying is invariably interesting and different yeah um and in such an interesting way and it's so mm. vivid and there's so much like imagery i think she creates yeah um yeah like she's painting a fucking picture Mm -hmm. what are you saying (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that got me i was like oh okay i wanted to not like you for whatever (laughs) reason but like yeah yeah sure yeah, when you're around. Um, all right, cool. Song 15, then, is a song that you think everyone should listen to. Yes, so... I think everyone should just listen to Sam for the Great Forever. 
So you went for F-E-M-A-L-E. F-E-M-A-L-E. This is another song I put up, put on before a gig or whatever that if I want to be like super pumped up. Right. But I just like Sampa the Great is definitely one of the most epic artists that we've had. Like I think she lived in Melbourne for a significant amount of time. Okay. And like, yeah. Um, I think now she's like in the US and like killing it. And she's mm. from, I think she's from Zambia originally. Okay. So she's like, I yeah, but she's, I just love all her songs so much. But I think this one is just one of them is like, she just writes so much powerful, so, so many powerful songs. And she's just an amazing, just, but then the band, like, people she gets involved with like i just love yeah everything mm. about it and she's tiny little pocket rocket um right yeah but she's just a powerhouse and i've seen her a few times and i'm just like in love with her yeah and yeah 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 <clears throat> she is insanely good like i yeah this this is an artist that i'll need to listen to a lot more of but i I just thought the lyrical side of it was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Because you, you could easily, you could easily group this song in with like a lot of other like female artists, like with this sort of um, bombastic and like uh, um, sort of like worship me kind of, energy to it and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any specific artists but um hopefully you know what I mean. But um there is there's an awful lot of depth to this which I yeah really really liked and ev- again another another artist that lyrically you're looking at every single line and there's there's something in it, something to unpack. It's just beautifully done. And yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think she's a fucking queen. Mm. Um, and she, oh, she's just, yeah, far out. <laughs> Everything, you know, and I think she's so, yeah. I, I I just think, like, how lucky we were to have her, even just, like, being in Australia. Like, that's how I, I, I think I came across her, like, um, at some festival somewhere at some point. Right. And I was just, whoa, who yeah. are you? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's, she's just incredible. And yeah. I think like, well, there's just so many of her songs that, yeah, I'm just all about it. I'm just like that energy and that, just her celebrating who she is. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing better than that. I think, and it's like so epic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. So that's right. why. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that is a lovely note to end on. So, uh, do you have anything that you want to plug or promote while I have you? Um, I am doing my first work in progress in Brisbane on the twenty seventh of. August but that's a while away Mm -hmm. so it's called making lemonade 
Okay. And it's going to be at the sit down comedy club on the yeah Sunday the twenty seventh of August. So if anyone is listening and lives up there, or wants to come to that, that would be great because it's the first. It'll be the first incarnation of what I take to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Perfect. And it's about yeah, just about this law in Queensland actually. So that I'm going to talk about um, that it's, yeah. So if people want to come to that, that'll be sick. Otherwise, nothing else. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. And that is it for episode 65 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please go and support Alexandra in any way that you can. Uh, Links in the description so you can find her Instagram link to her website which will have plenty of information in there um also included a link to the show in brisbane that she was talking about and if you're listening to this and you didn't already know who alexander was uh, there's also a link to um one of her uh, a clip of her stand-up from when she won uh, raw uh, last year and it is incredibly funny so i highly recommend you check that out if you like this show and you want to support it, a couple of different ways you can do that. If you're in a position to support us financially, we do have a coffee link set up, so that's in the description of the podcast. Uh, if you're not in a position to do that, that's absolutely fine. Loads of different ways you can support the show. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. It really does help in terms of algorithms and get more people listening. But the number one thing you can do is just tell your, tell your mates, get more people listening. So, um, yeah, uh, if you can shout us out on, on, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, just, you know, old school just tell people and um, that would be much appreciated more people listening more people see it the the bigger and better guests you get down the line so everybody wins i will be back next week for episode 66 so in the meantime look after yourselves and we'll speak to you then <laughs>